from the Church of the Nazarene and Mesoamerica Genesis, you're listening to the Worthless Servants Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Worthless Servants Podcast. I am Scott Armstrong and we are a podcast of the Church of the Nazarene in the Mesoamerica region that focuses on... I'm, I'm, have you, do you know that I'm like trying out something new? Yeah, that focuses on yeah. missions, <laughs> culture, and healthy church. And I need to introduce several worthless servants that are around the table with me. First of all, to my right, AJ Fry. Hey, guys. To his right, Natalie Franco. Hi, guys. To my left, Emily Armstrong. Everyone. And across from me, Chelsea Fry. Fun facts with Chelsea. Fun fact. A one-way trip on the Trans-Siberian Railway, that's in Russia, involves crossing 3,901 bridges. Whoa. Wow. A one-way trip one all way. across Russia. Yeah, if you got to go back, you double that number. More than three, <laughs> almost 4,000 4, bridges. bridges. Yeah. Wow. Apparently Russia's covered in water. <laughs> Russia's Or big. just things to get over. Yeah. <laughs> what, how... Does it does it go from one side of Russia to the other? Yes, I think just that's the yes. idea. Sure. <laughs> it's the longest railroad in Russia, um, but it's also the longest one in the world. And the journey takes seven days. Oh, um, and you pass through eight different time zones. Nice. Wow. Eight different. I just time added zones. something to my bucket list. I oh, want to yeah? ride that train. I have wow. heard people that have done that, that have said like, you know how some people do like the kind of pilgrimage in Spain uh-huh. and do some other things. Uh-huh. People have said, I want to do the Trans-Siberian Railroad. It's a whole week. Yeah. yeah. You don't have enough vacation days to do that. <laughs> <laughs> if you did that, AJ, I'm sure that you'd have a lot of good stories. Yeah. That and that, like great fun. And that brings me to the topic <laughs> of our episode today. We, about every five, six, seven, uh, I think this time it's seven episodes ago that we've done this, um, but we take a little suggestion that Natalie had way back when, and she said, why do we have to be so formal? Why can't we just tell cool stories? And so that's what we're going to do. And I think I'm going to start with Chelsea, who I believe several months ago when you were on home assignment, like something happened or I don't know what happened, but I'm eager to listen to this story. Well, Okay. So missionaries typically every two years go back on home assignment for three months at a time. In the the Church of the Nazarene. In the Church of the Nazarene. Um, I would say the most common comment we get is, I bet you're so glad to have time with your family and to rest. And to rest. Mm. And Hmm? AJ and I... Preached over 60 times in three months. (laughs) So that's a lot. You guys did over 90, right? Like, I don't remember. No, it was, there were 90 days, more than 90 days, but I think it was like 71 or something. Okay. So insane amounts of preaching, right? And we're traveling constantly and we're with people constantly. And AJ's an introvert, so he's on constantly. I was so exhausted. All the things. I'm I'm on an energy high constantly, which (laughs) eventually leads to a massive crash. (laughs) Um, So anyways, not a vacation. 
well, an example of it not being a vacation is uh, we, our last month that we were on home assignment, I was still doing the school of leadership in our field, which is six different countries. And we had 66 graduating students. And this course was six months long. So we'd been working up to this and we wanted to have a really cool graduation at the end of it. People, there's no, like, you don't get college credit or anything, but there's a cool certificate and, and people were really proud and we were really proud of them for sticking it out six months and they did a big project Mm. and all these things. So I'm like managing the graduation that I'm in charge of from a four hour time difference (laughs) and like trying to piecework everything together with my coordinator and she's doing an excellent job, all these things. I messed up. And I'm in charge of our home assignment calendar. Uh, and I forgot to combine the home assignment calendar with my global missions calendar. And so when I put them together on November 1st, I remembered, I realized that November 13th, we had the graduation that I had been planning for for almost five months. And we were speakers at a youth retreat. I didn't even know this yeah. when this actually happened and we had the, go, go ahead because yeah, so, good job disguising or, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or hiding yeah. this. You never knew this. Uh, so not only was it a youth retreat, uh, it, they were taking retreat to the next level and it was a place with no cell phone service. Um, it was in the mountains of Colorado, Estes Park. And, um, the buildings were literally a football field apart from each other, and we like were sprinting back and forth trying to make all of this work. Trying AJ, to find a decent Wi-Fi signal. Fun fact: AJ's the uh, the communications coordinator, so luckily I had brought my tech guy with me. <laughs> he tends to stick around. Yeah, um, and wouldn't you know it? God is so good. There was one break in the whole weekend where they like did free time and they let the students go into the town because it's like a ski resort town and stuff. And so it's fun. It was the exact time of the graduation, which was two hours. So like it wasn't a short graduation, but it was the exact moment of of when the break was. And um, which also meant there was no one else on the Wi-Fi because they had all left campus. Mm -hmm. So we like we like buried ourselves in the basement of this building and got on the Wi-Fi and made it work. And it was awesome. And I don't think, like you said, Scott, nobody nobody knew. knew. Um, And the next morning, so that was on a Saturday, the next morning we were preaching at a service um, about two hours away. And so Saturday night we drove back for the service to the, to the church and, um, the pastor like asked how the retreat went and how it was. And I was like, well, we were kind of stressed out like the whole time. So I didn't get to engage with the students as much as I normally would love to do. Cause I'm, I'm a youth pastor at heart. Mm-hmm. And he said, Oh really? Why not? And I was like, well, we were in charge of this graduation thing. And I tried to explain it in the most basic sense. And he goes, what? You still have to work while you're here. <laughs> I thought you guys like, I thought, like you took a pause from your job responsibilities. And, and I was like, no, like where's, what do you think those ministers just stopped for three months? What do you mean we take a pause? And he was like, wow, your job is so hard. And you're getting up this morning and preaching. What are you doing with your life? And I was like, missionary life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Freya always used to say to us, hashtag missionary life. Yeah. 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 
Exactly. It is funny to think about the things that you do in very different places or circumstances that, you know, like even as you're telling your story, I'm thinking about our kids literally were in the middle of exam week and we were in a hotel and they were online and like we yeah. were pulling in. Thankfully, we had two different rooms. We weren't all sharing one space, but like I remember moving furniture out of our hotel yeah. room and moving it into theirs the next door so that they had a place to sit and another desk so that they could take a test. And I think there are so many things things that like as missionaries if you're like what are the weird things I've done but in weird places not yeah. because the thing itself was weird but yeah. the way I accomplished the right. job I think there's right. probably a lot of stories oh, like yeah. that yeah. And, and home assignment used to be I mean we're talking 40 years ago maybe you know it, you couldn't connect you couldn't keep ministering and doing what you're doing on the field while you're on home assignment it just wasn't able to happen not because yeah. of lack of technology but now that is not the case no. that is not the case um i have a funny story i want to share that's not my own it's somebody else's but i was in the car when it happened and so i feel like i can tell we've told it um to a few people and even when i'm with this person they laugh at it with me too so um mike dennis if you're listening this is your story <laughs> but um we were uh in language school in antigua guatemala and scott and i were a young family very young elijah was only like he was just about a year old when we got out of um, language school and there was another family that was there with us, uh, Mike and Debbie Dennis. Well, he, uh, their children were older. It was just the two of them. We all lived in Antigua together, but in two different homes. And so we had two very different experiences. But he had um, purchased a vehicle when we were still in language school. And he had not driven in Guatemala City at all. But all of a sudden, he has this car in Antigua. We had been in Guatemala for four months. And Antigua is like a one-hour drive from Guatemala City. City. And you have to go down the mountains, you have to go through the city to get to the place where we uh, lived, where the regional office was at that time, and also our seminary. And I remember he was like, I got the car, guys, like, we <laughs> can so go bad. wherever we want, you know, and I'm inviting you and we're gonna yeah. just go driving. And he's in his mid fifties. And so like, nothing's impossible. You know, it's like, he's living the best life, even though he doesn't really know where he's going, we can figure this out. And we're like, okay. So we're in our naive spirits. I always say that we had naive spirits when we were brand new missionaries, which furthered us more than hindered us, I think. But so we jump in the back of the car with him and we were supposed to go to Guatemala city for the weekend. And so he was going to take us to the seminary and I remember part of the story is we got lost. We were like, we have no clue where we're at right now in Guatemala. And we're like, we know we're in the city. And I remember calling another missionary. He was like, what do you see? And we're like, we don't even know what we see. You know, and so we, we finally had gotten turned around and we were on the main street. There is on, there's like one really main street in Guatemala city called the Calle Martí. And so we were on Calle Martí and here in the Dominican Republic, there's a lot of people that sell things on the streets and so that's very common here in Guatemala City. That's the case as well. People are on the heavily trafficked streets where there's stoplights. And so they'll come and wander in between cars and see if you want to buy something. Remember, we are all very new missionaries from the United States, and we do not have people that sell things that just wander around the street in the United States. 
And so Mike is driving his car and we're all having fun. We finally figure out we know where we're going. And all of a sudden, this lady that's dressed in typical Guatemalan uh, dress, she knocks on the window and he looks in the basket that she has and she's selling like these little boxes of, uh, there's this gum called chiclets and they're basically like um, two little squares of gum, right? And so it's in one teeny tiny little box and she's got a whole basket of them. And so he rolls down his window because he's somewhat intrigued somewhat interested and he looks back to Scott and I or to me and Debbie in the back seat and Scott sitting in the passenger seat and he goes hey guys she's sampling gum do you want some like he literally thought that she was there like do you want to try this gum so like he takes you know a handful or a couple boxes or whatever and he pulls it in and she goes five quetzales and he goes Five quetzales. Which, okay, by the way, that is not even a dollar. No, not that even a nothing. dollar. He <laughs> was like, I can't even imagine because he thinks it's free and now she's telling him that oh, it's man. charged. And so he puts it back in the basket and he rolls up his window and he's like, can you believe she wanted to charge me for that gum? Oh, <laughs> but like now I think about that story and I think it's so common to see people, you know, selling things. I would never roll down my window and be like, hey, would you give me that avocado? Right. <laughs> right. You know, but like there was a moment in my life when I was like, oh yeah, a gum sample on the middle of the road in Guatemala City. That's probably normal for Guatemala. <laughs> like why did that ever come into our minds? Yeah. I don't know. But Mike Dennis, wherever you are, God bless you. And there's <laughs> some lady that's got five quetzales worth of gum that she never was able to get sold that night. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm going to share a story and I think, I, I think I've shared it so many times, but I don't think that I've actually shared it on this um, podcast, uh, because not that you don't, you nope, don't know nope, about nope. this. Okay. Um, so this was, this is another funny one and it's a language, uh, story. And, uh, really I, you have to know that I studied at Nazarene theological seminary and I studied, uh, under, uh, Dr. Charles Gailey, uh, a wonderful, uh, missionary for uh, 12 years in Swaziland now called Eswatini and, uh, just came back. And for, I think 20 years was my, was a professor, not my professor. For 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the long, long term, the long the track. Track. <laughs> Extra lap. Yeah. Yeah. but, uh, just a, an amazing missions, uh, professor. And, uh, so he taught me, uh, so much stuff. I, there are so many things, even to this day, that I think, oh, I, Dr. Gailey taught me this. <laughs> and uh, and one of the things that he always would talk about is the language, the mother language of the people. He said, everywhere you go, there will be people that speak your language, especially to a lot of us. He was saying, we'll speak English, right? But he said, get to know their language, learn their heart language, the language they learned at their mother's knee. And he said, you need to be able to dream in that language, to pray in that language, to counsel someone in that language. Man, this was stuff. I'm taking notes, man. And I'm like, I want to be a missionary that does that, you know? And so we're in language school and it has been one month. I'm not even kidding. One month in. And so we're at this service and there's a baby dedication and I could hear the, I mean, the pastor, I know that he's starting to, to motion. He said a few things and, and he's getting to the point. He's already done the, the dedication part, but he says, we're going to invite the missionary who's here to come up and to pray for the baby. Right. Mike was there too. And so I, think Mike, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, one month into my language learning one month. But man, my dear professor was in my head, man. I could hear his voice. 
you don't pray in English. You pray in their mother tongue. I'm like, I don't even know how to pray. I don't have any vocabulary for this. I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm walking up there and I'm like, what do I do? And I said, I will pray in Spanish. I don't know what I will say, but I will pray in Spanish. Gift of tongues. So, yeah. So, and, I, and you can tell I did not have that or God did not grant that because so I, I, I you know, I just take the baby in my arms and the, the mother is just like, oh, we have a special invited guest that's going to pray. What an honor. You know, I didn't know this was going to happen, you know. And uh, the pastor just says, okay, Brother Armstrong, if you would pray. And so I just have the baby in my arms, and I just say, Lord, I'm just going to do this, Lord, okay. And so in Spanish, what I say is, well, I don't know how it's going to be in Spanish. So I'll just say it in English. So the Spanish equivalent, basically, I only could say, Lord, baby. <laughs> So I just said, Senor, baby. And then I repeated it. I was like, oh, Lord, baby. <laughs> and, then, and then I knew another word. I knew another word. I knew, and so I said, ayuda, baby. So I said, help, baby. I said, oh, Lord, help, baby. Baby, baby Lord, help. <laughs> and then, like, I, I opened my eyes. I said, amen, you know, and I give the baby baby over to the pastor and I look at the at the at the mom and the mom's just looking at me like really what just happened? really I I was hoping for way more you know and then the pastor like was like wasn't that such a blessing now we're gonna pray again <laughs> for real this time yeah, exactly. and I was walking and I was like that was terrible but at least I prayed in Spanish my first ever prayer in Spanish oh my goodness I, I think I'm gonna have to send this episode to Dr. Gailey and say yes. look what you have done <laughs> So now we're going to move from like three kind of weird, funny stories. Uh, and we're going to kind of go into stories of impact or maybe that have caused us to reflect. Natalie, do you have something that comes to your mind? Yes, I have. I have. Actually, these days I've been thinking a little bit more about those stories. It was back uh, to summer of 2016. It was the first time that I experienced a cultural shock. I was... Um, you know, um, I was participating in a cultural exchange program in the USA in Cherokee, North Carolina. Uh, I was there with over 20 exchange students from eight different countries. Wow. So we were from Russia, wow. China, Slovakia, Kyrgyzstan, India, Turkey, Jamaica, and Dominican Republic. Wow. wow. All of us in one house at the in the top of the mountain <laughs> in Cherokee, wow. North Carolina. Wow. Oh it was a goodness. big house, yeah. like the one Chelsea and AJ had. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Which literally has been designed to house 25 people at the same time. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you can come and visit. That's right. <laughs> Plenty of meds in JJ and Chelsea's house. <laughs> so now I can say now that I know a little bit more about cultural chuck and I know about the stages of cultural chuck, mm -hmm. uh, I can say that all this four months, I was in the fascinating stage. Mm. Like, come on, like we were eight different countries, cultures, cultures in the States. So another one, like there's no way we, like it was so interesting for right. all of us. And something that we did really intentionally was every single night, we, we were getting together to have dinner. 
but international dinner. So cool. the, nice. yeah. So the person that had a day off from work, that person had to cook for all of us a typical food. So we had like a, huh. this immersion, uh, I don't know, dinner with lots of people. I had a cook. I must say that I'm not a great cooker, but I was cooking <laughs> pastel on the Platano Maduro. Hey, you have tried that. Okay, yeah. He mm -hmm. told me he didn't huh? like it. I didn't care. I like it. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I liked you. it too. I ate the whole thing, but yeah, <laughs> he's a good were. missionary. <laughs> he hurt my ethnocentrism. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I was cooking that for them. They liked it. Even the, oh, the, the one from the States, AJ. Great. <laughs> good. You have to see, Natalie like, keeps turning her head and saying, even the one from the States. <laughs> so, um, and we have that amazing, this is one of the things I, I really, really love in, when I remember that, those memories. And something that happened also, um, and it is something that I've been thinking a lot, was something the girls from Dominican Republic, we did intentionally. We were just free. Um, my sister, a friend of mine called Claudia and I, we were, we were the only Christians in the house. Mm -hmm. And we were having, not all, all the time, but time to time, devotional in the middle of the living room. We were sitting on the floor, we were singing, um, reading the Bible together and, uh, you know, talking a lot. And I remember that night when couple of the girls from Kyrgyzstan, they got to, like, they got closer to us and they were just asking us, what are you doing in mm. the middle? Mm -hmm. Like, but singing and what, what is that? Like, they, they were really curious about what we were doing. And we were saying just like, oh, we are Christians and we're just sharing the, the, the word. We want to do this together, even though we do it apart, but we want to do it together. Um, and they were like, Christian? Mm. Yes, we, we were trying to, s to talk about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And when we say that name, Jesus, they were like, their faces were like, Jesus, who's that? Yeah. Mm. Like it was like a completely shock for me back then. I was 20 years old mm -hmm. and I was like, you have never heard about Jesus. For me, it was like something huge because I grew up. Yeah. As a Christian, that's all I know. My whole life, it's, you know, about this. And I'm like, you don't know who's Jesus really? They were, no. And they sat, they were sitting with us. Mm -hmm. And they were like, we want to know. Mm -hmm. can, what, what is that about? That was, but it was difficult. Yeah. It was difficult for, for me, for us to talk about Jesus to someone that have never heard mm -hmm. about Jesus. Yeah. I was like, I don't even know how to start. Wow. How can I say, like, if I tell you everything I know, everything, like, <laughs> with this passion I have, like, mm -hmm. you will just run away. Like, you will say, you're crazy. Yeah. How is it possible someone came and gave his life for us and now we have salvation? Like, they will not understand. Where do you even start? Like, like yeah. exactly. How am I going to start? We, no. Back that time, I was like, I don't even know what to say. I don't remember, being honest, what I what we mm -hmm. said, mm -hmm. but we were saying just a couple of things, and they were they got interest in to know a little bit more about that. Yeah, cool. But they, they the only thing they knew was about Buddhism, mm. and when we said it was a religion, our religion, the, when we talk 
that way, they were like, oh, all I know it's about Buddha. Yeah. And we understand that, we respect that a lot, and we were trying to share that. Now, a couple of years after, every time I see my friend on Instagram, and now she moved to Chicago, now she's in a different culture that is open to religion, to Christianism, Christianity. Uh, to Christianity. I think about that night, and I'm thinking about how. Mm. <laughs> how is it like for the, the missionaries that are in the same position yes. that I was? And, and I'm thinking about, like, like her, there are so many other people. Yeah. They haven't heard about Jesus at all. Wow, like, like, and and knowing the God I serve, the God that I am living for, what He has done in me, is like <laughs> I know what He can do for them as well. Mm. How can we get them? Like, in and I these days I've been really intentional about we need to pray more. Mm. But there are so many people that need to listen about him. And I remember Romans 10, 15 that says, And how will they preach if they are not sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who announce peace, those who announce good news. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important, Natalie, especially on a missions podcast that most of the people probably that are listening to this specific podcast are in the Americas. And to think about people that literally, it's not that they've made a choice to not follow Jesus. It's just literally, they've never even heard of him. And in the United States, they say the stands, there's lots of countries that end in stand that were a part of the former USSR. And it goes back to communistic history and taking religion out of people's hands. And you have entire generations in other parts of the world, let alone parts of the world that Hinduism or Buddhism or um, or Islam is the main religion. That's what you're going to hear. That's what you're going to grow up with. That's what you're going to be exposed to. And I think those kind of things are so foreign to us sometimes in the Americas because in the Americas, we are a majority Christian Catholic. We have the, the story of the Bible that is the majority of most of our nations. And so it's very interesting for me to hear that through your lens of, you know, coming into contact with somebody that just doesn't even really know who Jesus is. And I think sometimes we think that people know who Jesus is and they just choose to not follow. But how many people just have don't really even know who he is because they've never heard it's a really important thing, and thanks for sharing that story. Thank you. That is wonderful. It, it's it's so important. Also, uh, I heard years ago only two percent of all of our funding um, around the globe of any of the Christian churches goes to go to places. Uh, that have not heard the gospel, right? Unreached groups in places where we don't already have established um, uh, churches. And so only 2% of all missions giving, I believe is what it said. So uh, we, we need to pray for those people and give specifically towards those people. So let's kind of move. Uh, we've all shared something, whether it be impactful or, or funny or whatever. AJ, do you have something to share as well? Yeah, mine also comes from our, our most recent time on home assignment we visited, like Chelsea said, many, many churches and um, spoke with many of them. And 
uh, there was one church in particular that we went to and, um, it wasn't, it wasn't on a Sunday morning or a Sunday evening. It was, it was a special gathering that they had us for, which were, which was awesome. It was a great time. Um, and the, the lady that kind of put it together, uh, she kept saying to us, you know, it's so sad. I keep seeing all these missionaries coming back to the States and it's, and it's so sad. I'm so disappointed that, you know, they, they keep coming instead of staying on the mission field. And she kept saying this to us over and over again. And we just kind of looked at her sideways like, what do you mean? Like, like one, this is our, like, this is our assignment is to come back and share the good news. But she was talking more specifically about people that come back to the States and like take a pastorate or, or start something new. Um, and just like stay in the States to, to live. And so we shared our message and it was more or less how, how the church needs to be the church in the States, but how we can, how we, how we can also be missional minded, um, in the things that we do. And she came up to us or sent an email afterwards. And she said, she apologized to us and said, I now see the need for a missionary attitude or missions missionaries in the United States. Mm. And just this, this moment of her opening her eyes to her culture and surrounding and, and seeing, yeah, you know, the mission field isn't just out there. It's not just, you know, across the border and speaking a different language, you know, it's here at home also. It's, it's being able to see my neighbors and, and that's what, that's what we as the church should be doing is, is being more missional. And so for me, it was like, like it's the same message we've preached, you know, a hundred times, maybe not a hundred, but, um, so for us, it wasn't anything new, but, but for her, that's what she needed to hear. You know, that's mm-hmm. what she needed to let God speak to her in that way. Yeah. Um, in order to open her eyes to her community, just to her immediate surroundings and the needs that's in that, that's in that community. And so for me, that was a huge that was a huge moment of like, yeah, so God does have a purpose for, for individual communities, for the local church, mm-hmm. but also for us and to, to share this global message of what God is doing, but also hopefully open the eyes of people who have been kind of closed off to the mission of God in their own community. So many takeaways from that, but a couple that I, I think of is, first of all, why do we label some places the mission field right. and other places not? Yeah, That's very yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also, just what you said, um, maybe the point isn't, do we send missionaries to the states or to some any, any country around, around the world, right, and not send to others? But it's actually, what if every Christian everywhere were to truly view their community like a missionary. Sure. Oh my you know, yeah. and everyone, we've talked about yeah. this, man. We probably need to bring it back because it was like episode four or something <laughs> where it's like, is everybody a missionary, right? Yeah. But if you're going to say everyone's a missionary, then you need to start thinking like a missionary in right. your community. Right. And having talked to you after, you, you know, after your home assignment, I know that, you know, one of the things God did use you to do was to help open several local churches, several leaders' eyes. Um, to, to say, are we looking at our community like a missionary truly would? Yeah. And so I give, you know, a lot of times we don't hear those stories, but this time literally someone said, I'm seeing the world differently because you came on home assignment and shared this story. Yeah. That made, that made that trip worth it for us. Just that one moment. So. 
That's awesome. Well, Emily, um, obviously we have shared some stories. People can make fun of us. People can, uh, <laughs> can celebrate with us, whatever they want to do. Um, but if they want to get a hold of us, how would they do that? You can contact us through our Facebook page, which is the Worthless Servants Podcast. You can also find us online at mesoamericagenesis.org under the podcast tab. Share it with other people. This is fun times, man. This is good. And we really want it to be a resource that is ironically useful useful, <laughs> not worthless for the local church. <laughs> With that said, we are the worthless servants. By the way, we are the worthless servants because of Luke 17. Read it. That's the reason some people have been confused. We are the worthless servants. <laughs> passionate I, about something. Exactly. And I am Scott Armstrong. I'm Emily Armstrong. I'm Chelsea Fry. I'm Natalie Franco. And I'm AJ, AJ Fry. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. For more information, visit us on Facebook or at mesoamericagenesis.org.